You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Well, 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 a lot to get into. we got the trade deadline coming up, so we're going to look at players that could be on the move, teams that could be in the market. We're going to pick through the bones of week eight. All kinds of quarterback issues flying around. We're not even going to get into that New York derby. Possibly the worst game in the history of the league, which, of course, was one that I had to do live on radio. Naturally, that's the way it works out. What about those inside rail Seahawks and the Cowboys laying down a marker? Where are they in Iron Mike's power rankings? The Eagles still number one. We're going to get into all of that and more with me and the big man. Incidentally, if you haven't checked us out already on YouTube, Go and subscribe to us because we're dropping videos from the shows, bonus videos as well. The NC Show, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can click on that straight away. Go and show some love for us over on YouTube. The NC Show, subscribe and get lots of bonus content from the show. Right, let's get down to business with me and the brilliant Iron Mike. Hi, Mike, good to see you. Um, It's Halloween Eve, of course, we're recording it. That's right. I've got to figure out what I'm going to do because um, I can't tra- actually travel right now. So, um, as you know, my child's birthday is on Halloween. My, my of only course. kid was born on Halloween, which I thought was a bad omen at the time. <laughs> um, and um, so, I don't know if I if I if I haven't carved a pumpkin or anything, which I usually do as a signal to the kids to come and get it. Um, what is your go-to kids. Halloween uh, Halloween outfit? 
Uh, my mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to if I was going out trick or treating, which I'm a little bit old, little might old for. Probably. Um, I would probably wear a Liz Truss mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind the of the scary that's that was the kind of the scariest thing i i could see you and i uh, could go as um as britney mahomes and uh, taylor swift of course <laughs> did you see that the, the bronc the broncos were trolling uh taylor swift after inevitable. they beat inevitable. after they beat the thing but i am happy to say thank you very much my mm. my credential for the passiunk um thanksgiving party came through uh came through today it's gonna be so, great to know, have you there i'll Cannot be able to, for that i'll be able to get to the nat coombs table without being strip searched <laughs> and beaten up by the security guards well you're that's not you will be allowed to travel by that because you just actually <laughs> can't travel right now well, no, that's, that's yeah that, that's still that. a few, that's almost a month away so that's know, true the, the full recovery is supposed to be four to six weeks and you know i'm I'm Iron, right? Iron, I, Iron, I, Iron, I, I can play. I can play with pain. You know? You're Aaron Rodgers esque <laughs> in terms of recovery levels. Well, uh, that is absolutely right. Iron Michael, Thanksgiving watch along a Passyunk in Waterloo live watch along. Come and join us for that. The link will be in the show notes. Head on over to Passyunk Avenue. Dot com uh, to get your tickets. Uh, come and hang. Propose going to be there. Ben, Iron Mike, uh, all your faves. We're going to sit back, uh, <laughs> sink a few, and eat, uh, eat, drink, and be merry. I think the saying goes and watch some ball as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Come join us uh, for that. Right. Let's get down to it. Um, well, Halloween came early to New York this year. Is my first. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> that was the game of the season. I don't care what anybody says. It was our radio game as well. Like, I can't believe it. It was, you know, it was for me, Mike, honestly, the foot, because there are some terrible games you watch and there's just no merit in them at all. It was so bad. It was like a really, really terrible B movie that was so bad. It was good. It was compelling to watch. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was like one of those fifties, really bad sci-fi movies. And if it had been in 3D, it would have been even better. (laughs) So you had everything, right? So you had, I mean, firstly, everything was framed by Aaron Rodgers warming up pre-game. I mean, this is the thing, right? The Jets are four and three. Are you buying into this Rodgers might come back this season narrative? Um, <laughs> I, I would guess so, you know, like if they're in a playoff kind of mode around around the end. Of, and obviously I don't think they'll be in that spot because their defense actually the Giants defense outplayed them for most yeah. of the game you know the Giants defense was was stifling up front um Thibodeau had a great game I mean, he was and, yeah, right. yeah and Thibodeau was was all over the place although he did have a penalty that, that hurt them but there were no first downs in the first half <laughs> I, I'm sorry not no first downs no one converted a third down yes. in the first half and I guess for the game right. I wrote it it's four for 34 on third down for the two teams combined in, in in the game. The Giants had minus nine yards in total passing, which oddly enough is not anywhere near the worst performance of all time. <laughs> Check this out. So but, like I said, we're doing on we're doing on radio. After the Brees Hall touchdown, right? This is what happened with the subsequent offensive drives. I call them drives loosely, uh of the uh possessions for the Jets. Punt, 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 fumble, punt. Punt, punt, punt. <laughs> I can go on. Punt, turnover on downs, field goal. <laughs> yeah, and, and what was um, what was the total? I wrote it down as well. I'm just just trying to look through my notes here. The total the total punts were 24, I think. What's the record, um, Mike? The record's 27. Bloody so they they, they came the they came head? pretty close, you know, and. Um, it's so it, it's so um it's so crazy the home team got the uh penalty advantage 
Um, and the time of possession was the Giants had way more possession. You know, they they actually deserved to win that game. And and maybe if Tyrod hadn't got hurt, they would have. But I do take pleasure in saying that back over on um Patreon, my FMTE column, I wrote about Tommy DeVito. I think I think it was in the Giants preview, but I gave him a whole a whole like two paragraphs because he he comes from Don Bosco High School, which is in northern New Jersey. So he's like he's like a Jersey boy's Tony Soprano's favorite high school quarterback. And he played like it, you know. I mean DeVito, who, who they didn't let throw the ball at all, right? It was kind of they tried to avoid it. Yeah. They think, they tried to avoid it whenever possible. Uh, it, Tommy DeVito is extraordinary. Zach Wilson and we had doing it on radio, we had the Jets commentary team, right? And I thought of you at one point, <laughs> the tail end of the regular uh of uh of the fourth quarter of um uh of this what's the word i'm reaching for standard time what's the word i'm looking for regulation time um before it went to daylight savings time daylight savings. <laughs> yeah it felt like after and now you need an extra hour bed i think um the 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 commentators were and as you know with the these radio crews of course they are that's leading towards a little bit of bias. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was Zach Wilson. He may have struggled today, but he's showing you what he's capable of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Wilson, the hype machine was even getting brought out. It was getting yeah, and, and I mean, the, the, the grim but true reality of this game is if Graham Gano makes a 35 yard field goal, the game's over. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it, it, it it really, I mean, there were some bad misses yesterday um, all, all around, but, but to watch, you know, to see him and apparently he's had more, you know, he's missed one last week and he, um, oh, but God. that, maybe, you know, maybe it, Tommy it, DeVito will uh, be sent to take, <laughs> to take can he, can he kick. <laughs> hey Tommy, can you use kick? <laughs> I think, I think Graham Godot might be going to the bad of big and never coming back. I think what's going to happen here. Um, so in all seriousness on the Rogers situation, because inevitably it's a bit hyped up and, uh, but that was clearly a statement to have him on the field pregame chucking the ball around, right? And he's talked about having this pioneering surgery, which will enable him theoretically to, to recover from an Achilles injury more readily than, than most. What's going on here? What's the well, value I've showing had, I've, off I've, pregame? I've, I've done my Achilles in... And I was older than Rogers, and um, I did a playing lacrosse. It, it took about six months without any treatment to speak of right. to be able to sort of walk normally. Mm. And then I started jogging and running. And so in about a year, I was running on it. And then it didn't feel normal for another almost a year, I would say. You know, I could play on it, play lacrosse on it, but I didn't have any faith in it, as it were. You know, it didn't it didn't feel natural. So, okay, Rogers is having like ayahuasca injections directly into the Achilles or something. <laughs> Probably, so yeah. it's tripping. And um, I would guess that right now, you know, he can throw. He's probably not putting very much weight on the leg, you okay. know. But, you know, we know he's, his arm can, you know, he's got the arm to do. So if he could actually, if he could actually be after, what would it be from the injury? Well, September. Oh, oh yes, September. Four we'll months. September, right? yeah. yeah, I would. I would think that's kind of far fetched, yeah. you know. But he could probably stand and move on it, mm. and 
you know, wrap it up and, you know, he wouldn't be able to scramble or run probably, you know, it's, it's theoretically possible. And if they were in a playoff position, they might well try to drag him. Out. I guess he would be, I'm not being facetious. It probably would be better than Zach Wilson. Even well, exactly. Rogers with zero mobility is, yeah. is probably, probably better. better, but given that offensive line, you know, yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> he'd be taking, he'd be taking his life into his hands. I mean, and he saw the importance of course, of that cohesion on the, on the line with the, it was the guard then moving to center and the, Pretty much the first snap, Wilson fumbles it. So a real mess, a messy game all around. Achilles injury for Kirk Cousins as well. That was one of the other big stories from from yesterday. And the Vikings now four and four after that win against Green Bay. Do you think they might be in the market for a quarterback before the trade deadline? Because Nick Mullins, who is their number two uh, on paper, is injured as well. He's an IR, right? So they've got Jaron Hall there. Hall did not look great, but I mean, (laughs) you know, you you can't judge you can't judge a rookie quarterback when he comes in late in the game because he obviously hasn't had any practice reps with the team or anything like that. But he, yeah, yeah. but having said that, I would not want, you know, I was surprised to say that they didn't move when Mullins got hurt to get, to get an experience. Get somebody, get a body. And I think this is showing up on a lot of teams right now. DeVito's the same kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're guys who are obviously not ready for prime time, which is why they weren't drafted in a position to play in prime time. You know? Yeah. And, um, the question is who, who's out there to get, you I've know? got a theory on this. Yeah. Given Will Levis is now obviously going to be the starter uh, in Tennessee, I wonder if Tannehill's going. That's to- a great. That's a great thought. A great idea. Um, it's weird because I always have this hesita- hesitation. Do you go all in on Will Levis um, right now or not? But but I think the situation will dictate that they do. Mm. Um, nobody's going to want Malik Willis as as a starter. Um, you know he's. Uh, unfortunately, he came in and <laughs> dropped the first ball that was snapped to him, and, and that, that that was kind of it. Um, the interesting thing with Levis is that DeAndre Hopkins may not be there next week, uh, right? If, sure. if the rumors are to be believed, but we can talk about that that later. I think that's Tannehill is a good is a good um, is a good uh, shout. I, I offhand I don't know what his contract is, but I think he was in the last year of his contract, which is why which is why they got. Lee, why they drafted Levis, you know, as a for next year kind of kind of move. So that that would actually help Minnesota. And and he'd kind of fit that fit what they do, you know, pretty yeah. well. But he but you know, just on that, Mike, yeah, just looking it up as you were talking. So he signed a four-year extension in 2020. So there you go. Yeah. So that's right. So I, I would have thought um you know, I I would have been I would have thought they would try to go to head with Mullins if Mullins weren't hurt. Because yeah. Mullins, you know, Mullins is a decent backup a, a mm. sort of Minshew-esque kind of yeah kind of player without without the the height but that actually you know full Could prop well, full props to Matt that's you. a great that's a great one it's the extra hour in bed you see they did it for me <laughs> after all it would turn out good the the interesting thing I guess with Minnesota outside of it is we were talking to bring those two teams together the Jets and the Vikings the moment Rogers went down who the Jets going to trade for are they going to do a deal for somebody before the deadline and Cousins of course was the name that kept coming up now we're in a situation where Cousins is down. I mean, what happens with with Cousins going forwards? Because he's in his funny of his contract as well. Is it a case? Do you think? And it was interesting hearing some of the uh, some of the post game messaging coming out of the Vikings locker room, where some real seasoned vets in that locker room were very emotional, in tears. Cousins is obviously a very popular member of that locker yeah. room, right? Yeah, um, I think I think so, he's a positive. So I think the Vikings might consider tagging him giving him another deal what do you think they'll do with this injury does it change anything 
Well, that depends on how they move on from the injury in part. I mean, you know, yeah. they, I think I think if they play Jalen Hall, they're going to discover Jalen Hall is not their starter of the future. Um, so, you know, tagging him would be one thing. Whether he would agree to it is is another, you know. Um, and you might have a long protracted um, dis- dispute between them because he I mean, he legitimately feels he's never got enough respect, mm. you know, and um he can you can make a pretty good case for that. Uh, and I guess yeah. this, someone made the point, actually, um, I wonder if it was it might be even been on one of the games last night is zipping around a red zone, but he'll get a deal. He'll get a deal somewhere else. Right. This is a, a quarterback light league right now. So if the probably, don't take probably. and if I were Kirk Cousins, this never applies. I always say if I were, but but it never really applies. You know, I would want to go somewhere where there was a, a good playoff shot mm. uh, and, and the team that needs a quarterback. And I'd probably be willing to take a discount because. He's got enough in the bank, you know, yeah. um, yes, and at, so, at some point, at some point, you know, the me, me, me thing is, is, as you know, got, has got, got to slow, slow down. Now, remember, they don't have Justin Jefferson either. Yeah. And another name that pops up all the time is Danielle Hunter, who's in the last year of his contract and has a yeah. big contract, obviously, um, as to someone who could be moved on. So they could consider themselves going into a rebuilding period. The problem is that they're probably the second best team in the division. Yeah, sure. Five hundred of it is game on. Yeah, they have a chip. They have a shot at the playoffs if if they can find a quarterback. And you know, interesting in that Green Bay game, Green Bay had eleven penalties for hundred yards, which is a lot for a home team mm. in an NFL game. Uh, but they didn't look good at all. And um, what do you make it of Jordan Love, Mike? Um, Love does not look like the answer. Um, you know. He's had he's had a few moments, but but there's no there's no real consistency there. Um, he doesn't he doesn't seem to be able to you know deliver deliver the uh, every day is maybe not the right word, but it's it's certainly you know a, a good word. And and they were another team that you know <laughs> my one of my Carlsons <laughs> missed a field goal, but they got a penalty and. And and that that could start me off on my officiating rant, but oh, I know God. someone tried to get you started on uh, on I know. last I'm, night. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold that for hold a for fire. a bit. Okay. You, you can you can cue me in on that. On that you up a bit later. We also uh, always should uh, point out whenever we talk about Kirk Cousins. Shout out to Mike McCartney, the greatest agent in sports entertainment history. He'll definitely get a good deal. <laughs> good deal for his boy, as he always does. Let's move on to Chiefs Broncos. So. Kansas City dropping a game to the Broncos for the first time in forever. Um, <laughs> Mahomes, as we were told, repeatedly battling flu uh, over the weekend. So it was, I guess, a bit of a risk to, to start him in, in principle. He, he seemed obviously under par, but it's the issue that we've talked about a lot all, all season long, Mike. You keep Kelsey in relative check and then Sky Moore and McCall Hardman and co. They, they've, you can't afford any mistakes with them, right? right. Which is exactly what we saw. Yeah. That, they're underperforming and the whole thing unravels. Yeah. And to be honest, their line didn't play very well, um, especially on the outsides. Um, you got to give, you got to give a lot of credit. Um, I think, I think to Vance Joseph uh, for the schemes, you know, they, they were basically constantly lining up with everybody standing up and not revealing who was actually going to be in the line or not. And that seemed to, to confuse um, the chiefs. they, they need a whole lot of things, basically. Um, and Andy, Andy is kind of like it, it's trying to solve it in the aggregate, 
um, yeah, which we talked about last year or when they lost Tyreek Hill, you know, that they were going to try to put something together in the aggregate, as, as they said, money line, um, money ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're throwing lots of guys against the wall, but very few of them are sticking more. Um, it would have been a great catch had he made it. But, you know, Mahomes threw a brilliant pass to Moore in the end zone on a fourth down um, and Moore just couldn't couldn't hang on to it. He was he was covered well. You know, he didn't see the ball till the last minute because of the coverage. But still, if he catches it, it's a different game. Hardman muffs a punt. Yeah. If he doesn't muff the punt, it's a different game. Um, you know, and then next time he had a punt return, he caught it and tried to return it. He lost five yards. <laughs> it was like, okay, at least he came cheaply. Yeah. Um, welcome back. And and um there were there were some other, you know, some other weird things where Kelsey didn't really look like he looked tired mm-hmm. in a sense, I thought. Um, because I think he is trapped, he is having to carry the, the offense to to a good extent plus there may be you know exhausted rooster syndrome in there or something something like that you know but, um, but you know, you, you not joke, for me to say yeah, you joke but i wonder if that that is a factor because i mean you know there's all this bloody talk at taylor swift can we see a taylor swift at the game but she is one of the biggest stars in the world there's going to come a whole look he's a an nfl star so will be used to getting some attention but this is a whole different level right oh, yeah. now with an a-lister everywhere he's going now he's got a, a whole lot of additional attention do you think that might can affect it, it could it could i mean you you would expect you would expect that he'd be able to handle that you know and all Not but necessarily but there right. no but there are lots of demands obviously yeah. that, that come up come on your time and stuff and you know i mean if taylor swift disguises herself like she did last week in the booth you know in like one of andy reed's old jerseys or something like that it worked it would work really well but kelsey's a big guy you know people notice in crowds in crowds as well so i and i also thought that um the chiefs defense played pretty well but they weren't really able to stop the run game and Mm. that was to me was almost the biggest difference in the game they um they couldn't quite get to russell wilson enough they they held him in check pretty well russ had a couple of good throws but yeah he he only had i think it was 109 yards or yeah exactly they seem to be leaning more and more on on the ground game see unpick denver for us because they're an intriguing it's an intriguing situation isn't it really when you think about you know peyton in there and it's early doors obviously for for him but already a a, a difficult start to the season, this game notwithstanding. Wilson's in the second year of this mega trade deal, which was a disaster last year. Hasn't really got much better this year. It feels like Denver, uh, a, a team in limbo at the moment. Yeah, I think that's talented. that's a good way to describe it because I'm not sure that Wilson fits what Peyton wants to do. I'm not sure Peyton has the offensive line he would like to have, although McGlinchey, I thought, had a, had a, um, a good game. Mm. Um and obviously that Jude, you know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are supposedly on the trading block um, to open up cap space, basically. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, it's Judy in disguise with passes. You know, if you watch the highlights, you think Jerry Judy, snap him up, you know, get him, get him while you can. Those are the only two passes he caught. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, yeah. it's like, it's like a, uh, I don't know, poison chalice, maybe, um, you know, and that's the reason why he's on the the trade lot, the trading block. Um, but so in Judy's defense, because, you know, when he came out of it was Bama, wasn't it? And I remember a lot of very smart college observers, our friend Ben Isaacs included, said out of all of that receiving core, he was maybe the most complete in the sense that he was 
the smartest could be efficient on could do everything yeah could yeah. do everything exactly right and so maybe it's just been a bad situation you could see conceivably see him and a team that's going to make a move for him is obviously going to be a contending team right you could see him landing in the right spot i mean would would the chiefs look at someone like jerry judy do you think I, I don't know if they can afford it. That's that's mm. always the problem. Although they're they're very good at manipulating, you know, um, manipulating their cap to mm. to be able to squeeze squeeze guys in. But um, you know, there are receipt. Um, I guess Judy and uh, and Deion, DeAndre Hopkins are the two big receivers, and and each of them have one year left on their contract. And mm. Hopkins would be eight million next year, and Judy would be thirteen million next year. Mm. Um, and Hopkins had a great game, obviously, um, for Tennessee with with uh, Levis. Uh, great audition <laughs> tape, you know, if people, if people were watching three touchdown catches. Um, hmm. So he might be the, in Kansas City's mind, you know, the cheaper option might be the better one. Uh, because I yeah. don't, um, because you know what you're getting with Hopkins, you yeah. know, he's not going to be a deep threat, but he's going to be a steady receiver over the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, he's going to get a lot of 50, 50 balls or whatever. Uh, I think Cleveland, strangely enough, would be a place for him because reunited with Deshaun Watson might, mm. might ignite Deshaun Watson in some, in some something case. to do that. Don't they? With, um, um, what about Hunter Renfro for the Chiefs? What do you think about that? Well, Renfro can only Renfro's basically a, a possession receiver. Yeah. Um, if they wanted Hunter, a hundred, they could use Watson more. I think mm. in the Hunter Renfro role, if that's mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. But I think they really need they really need somebody who can can Take stretch the field yeah. a bit a, a bit more. Um, the Chargers might need a you know might, they miss Mike Williams. Mm. You know, Parham is a big guy. He's like a six eight wide receiver. They try to pretend he's a tight end, but he, he was a wide receiver in college. Mm. But he's not like you know he's he's too big to do what Mike Williams does because he can't get downfield quickly enough. And you know Allen is they go to him a lot, but you know they really do need to do something. It was a good win for them over the Browns. I mean, any win is a good win for them, but you know, they can't run the ball either. Eckler, they got to get the ball to Eckler with a little bit of space in order to get anything really good out of it. Um, and they, they were running a lot of short, short passes against the bears, excuse mm. me, the bears last night. It was an interesting game to watch actually. Um, Cause the, the, charges the bears were, yeah. yeah, the bears were never quite out of it. They were, they were kind of like on the ropes, but they kept they kept keeping themselves in the game more, mm. more or less. Well, that was an important win, a much needed win, of course, for for the Chargers, who yeah. do this pretty much every season, don't they? Kind of <laughs> don't uh, they? statistically have this record that nobody makes the playoffs with this record, and yet somehow mm-hmm. they they stay in the mix. What about um, Dallas and Seattle? Two teams I want I want to get into with you um, because they both posted impressive wins. Dallas, in particular, they were really humming, weren't they, offensively against? against the Rams, but Seattle, I mean, they seem pretty balanced, Seattle. They've got these rookies that are stepping up. They've got vets on both sides of the ball, like Metcalf and Lockett. They've got Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. We've got a question from the Passing Up Mailbag from Roger. No. He says, are Seattle genuine contenders in the NFC? And it got me, are we, are we, are we sleeping a little bit on, <laughs> on Seattle? Well, see, I mean, you, you, what you said is absolutely true, you know, and, and Seattle. Pete does a good job of coaching players to his system. And, you know, they've done a great job of rebuilding the 
the secondary. In one sense, the game revolves around a ball bouncing off Jamal Adams' head, mm. which is the play, the best play Jamal Adams has made in, in a while, because mm. he's a, he's basically a five nine safety who's a pass rusher. <laughs> you know, right, um, right. He's, he's got a limited. So, but they use they try to take advantage, you know, of what he what he does well. Um, they were kind of lucky to beat Cleveland, I thought. Um, I thought Cleveland played pretty well, but PJ Walker yeah. made some mistakes. They're not going, you know, they're not going to get past that. Um, and Gino, Gino hung in there, you know, and 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 the winning touchdown, you know, where everybody's thinking field goal overtime, um, the winning touchdown pass to um, uh, Smith Smith um, in Giba, Digba, yeah, um, was was a great one, you know. Um, he made he made some mistakes, but he made some brilliant. There was one pass he threw to Lockett where he just feathered it. You know, it was like took everything off it and got it over the defender and in, right into Lockett's hands blindly. You know, where Lockett you know didn't have much view of it. And I just thought, you know, at moments, Gino's really good. Mm. You know, he's, he, again, he's not as consistent as you might or might like, but he's good enough to take them away in, in, in that conference, especially with San Francisco struggling as they are. And the Rams, the Dallas Rams game was interesting because the Rams were in it early. They were putting a lot of pressure on Dak, um, you know, and, and, and doing well that way. But then a bunch of things went wrong and Dallas made some really good plays and, and uh, they fell behind. And they, once they're behind that much, they, they really don't have the, the guns to, uh, to sort of catch up and Stafford hurt, hurt his thumb. There's, mm. there's another one. And, you know, and there's another, there's another case, you know, Stafford, they let, they let Walford go to Seattle as a yeah. backup. Yeah. And, and now they've got, um, Brett Ripien. Deron Bland is making a lot of plays. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting into, he's getting into the highlight tapes all, all the time. And, and, you know, I, I think Dak, has the weapons. This is one of the places it's interesting because the biggest name in the in the kind of free agent market is Derrick Henry. Mm. And Henry would be a one-year rental because his contract is up. So you're, you're getting him for the rest of the season. But Dallas could use him in the sense of being the Zeke Elliott, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. putting putting together the, the two running backs. And I was going to say Cleveland was a good place for him, but Cleveland seemed to be getting enough out of Ford and Kareem Hunt to, to get by. Uh, but given they don't have a quarterback, um, they they really, you know, there would be a, a big move uh, to sign Cousins. But they can't sign Henry, a quarterback because, yeah. you know, just Deshaun's con- – people say, well, the worst trade ever. It may be the worst trade ever. It probably isn't, but it's the worst contract ever. Yeah, it's all guaranteed, it, isn't it? It's, it's like it's all guaranteed. They're into him for $60 million on the cap for the next yep. three years for 2024 and two more years after that. So they can't get anyone else um, unless, unless it's a rookie. So it is the, you know, there was also Scorigami we should mention. It was Scorigami. What the, the 24, 20, the 43, 20, oh, the, the 43, 20, uh, the Dallas Rams game. That was Scorigami. Scorigami. Is there a Scorigami Twitter handle? Am I? Am there I, is. Yeah, I think. Scorigami yeah. Twitter. Yeah, there is. There you go. Yeah, because they oh, were yeah, putting up. Says if it is or it isn't. Yeah. They were putting up the percentage chance of the game finishing that way in the third quarter. You know, if it stays like this, we'll have another Scorigami. <laughs> there, uh, in the world of NFL. Yeah, I'm just seeing that how rare is Scorigami? This article here. Well, it's getting rarer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are, yeah, there are 1,421 missing scores in NFL history, this article says from, uh, anyway. Uh, I wonder where they draw the the line on that, you know? 
Yes, when, right. When you when you think that the when you think that the Dolphins scored seventy on Denver and Denver mm-hmm. then held Kansas City to three field goals, it's it's just a bizarre season, isn't it? it well, it is. And you know what? We're going to break quickly, uh, get some messages from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to get into the power rankings with Iron Mike. He's going to sh- break Ooh. down just kind of how this is all shaping up because it is a head scratcher right now, to be honest. To work out if there is a clear group that have broken away, everybody seems to kind of fall back in. So Iron Mike's power rank is coming next. All right, then let's get into Iron Mike's power rankings because well, you've got Baltimore and Philly making well heavier work of teams they, they should have theoretically beaten with relative ease, but they got the wins nevertheless. So the, the Eagles are now seven and one, and the Ravens six and two. Of course, Miami with that win over New England, uh, also six and two. So do you feel that should we start the referee rant now? Oh, let's let's do it. You want to go, you want to go there, Mike? No, you no, seconds, please, you don't want to go there. there. All right. The well, actually, one thing on the before we get to the power rankings on the Miami uh, New England game, there were injury doubts on Hill and Waddle, of course, both of whom uh, played and both of whom burnt uh, the the Patriots. So, what went wrong with it? Belichick's game plan, as we know, is to take out the number one threat and let you let them beat you, you know, different ways. But they couldn't do that. The Patriots they couldn't follow. They had a lot of trouble with Waddle, especially, which is mm-hmm. because they were giving Hill. Um, more more attention. So Waddle in the end beat them, you know, in the second half. You yeah. can't take out Hill if they're going to call pass interference every, whenever the ball's incomplete to him. Um, right. It was a hor- horrible pass interference call in the end zone uh, yeah. early in the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and Belichick was livid about the Deshaun Elliott's hit on Juju. You know, and on that interference call though, because I again doing it for radio, and I thought of you the moment that flag was thrown. But was was the problem that he wasn't looking back? Was that the issue? That no, I, I can't see what the issue was actually, because he made contact, but the contact they were on like the seven yard line or whatever, so the contact yeah. was within the the chuck zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as he came off, as Hill made his cut, he was on him, but he wasn't all over him. Mm. You know. Um, so I don't know. There were, I mean, what, what was the game? There was one game decided. Oh, it was it was the the Jets and Giants? Yeah, yeah. Two two pass interference calls yeah, yeah. to set up, but they were both legitimate calls. It's, yeah. it's not you know very legitimate calls. Mm. Um, so I just thought that that was weird. And the Deshaun Elliott. I mean, I feel sorry. It's like rugby. It's like watching the the rugby World Cup. You know, um, head contact is almost inevitable in some situations. Yeah. But Juju was a defenseless receiver by definition. He came in, led uh, Elliot led with the head, hit him, you know, from the front view, it looks like he hits him like sort of neck area and it goes up from the side view. He goes in and, and gets him right from the start. Um, but it's like the, the crystal definition of it. You know, you can't blame Elliot because he's not trying to hurt the guy. He's just coming in to take him out in, mm-hmm. in a situation where, where you're kind of trained to do that, but it's it's the definition of the penalty. And when you don't call it, and then you do call others sometimes, which are more, you know, it just drives me crazy. There yeah, was yeah. there was a crazy one in the Philadelphia game. Gainwell fumbled. I love the fact we said we weren't going to do this, and now yeah, we're doing it. Gainwell fumbled <laughs> and recovered his own fumble. Yeah, and then <clears throat> Washington all piled on to him. Mm-hmm. Now these it's a it wasn't a turnover, so it wasn't reviewed. Uh, well, it was a turnover in the end, so it should have been reviewed. And and when you look at the video, Gainwell is lying on the ground. He's pulled the ball he fumbled back into his body, mm-hmm. and he's down. Yeah. 
So everything that happens after that, all late hits, all should, should have been, been yeah. should have been after after the play was over. But yeah. you know, but this is what happens: you you find you get a big pile up, and then everybody pull. You know, they bite your arm and pull the hair out of your legs and mm. pull get the ball. So yeah, but that one bothered that one bothered me kind kind of the most. Um, but anyway, power right, so, rankings. Yeah, power rankings. So yeah. the question I was going to ask because we were we were looking at uh, well talking about those three teams: uh, the Eagles, the Ravens. And Miami, we've mentioned that Dallas is starting to roll Seattle in that five and two range. Kansas City, let's not get that recency bias effect, I think, in too much. And of course, San Francisco in a bit of a funk, dropping three straight now. So it's all a little bit mishmashy. Are you seeing those four teams at the moment is clear from the rest? So so putting the Ravens, Miami. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The, I'm, I'm not sure the Ravens are clear from the rest. Um they do a lot of things well, but you can upset their offense as, as you saw it, it, when when things don't go well. You know, their receivers seem to want to go back to the Ravens of the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty solid defensively. McDonald, I think, does does a pretty good job of uh, of um, making sure of that of of that. But I, I wasn't. I'm not totally convinced by that now. And part of that too, is that they have a lot of tough games because they're in a, a, a tough division where, where none of the games really are going to be easy. The team I would maybe insert into that group um, would be Jacksonville mm. um, who are very good defensively. Nobody's paying attention to this, but they've actually played really well defensively all season long. Nobody scored a lot of points on them. Which makes it easy. Everyone concentrates on Trevor Lawrence for good reason because he's, you know, he's blossoming into a, a top tier quarterback. Um, but I think you know they held Pittsburgh to ten at home. So and people thought, you know, what was the line on that? It was Pittsburgh were were getting two and a half at yeah. home. So so the you know the bookies were figuring Jacksonville was slight, was slightly the better team. But they we got they held asterisk in, though, don't we? With well, actually, what is the drop off from Pickett to Trubisky? Maybe it's not as not as great. It, as it's it. not that it's not as great as you'd think because Pickett makes better decisions, but Trubisky's got a better arm. Um, and when you're down, that that can come in handy. Uh, but nobody's quaking when Mitch Trubisky comes in. There's a, there's a guy who might be available in 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 the trade market if you uh, if you want. Miami, I think, are are proving themselves to be good now that the hype of the seventy twenty game is worn off. Um, they're mm-hmm. all especially at home. Um, other teams look slower when they play Miami in Miami. And for good reason, because it's mm-hmm. hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miami's built built for speed. Um, it a lot depends on their defense, and their defense played a pretty good game against New England, helped by Mac Jones making one or two really bad decisions as or and one bad throw as he as he generally does. Oh, let me just go off on a quick tangent, uh, seeing as you mentioned sure. Mac Jones and uh Back to the passing up mailbag and Mary Louise. Thanks for this question, Mary Louise. Will the Pats develop, you'll love this, a decent offense before the end of the season? Well, I mean, they were showing signs of life. They did they did Sunday. They did last week, obviously. Yeah. Um where they're where they're just they, they 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 seemed to be afraid to let Mac Jones try to make plays. Mm. And they don't have receiver. I mean, can somebody get Devontae Parker off the roster? I mean, what's he doing there? And, well, and but he it, might get dealt. Yeah, he could. I mean, the yeah. Patriots will probably try to move a couple of guys. You know, who Uche, I name keeps coming up, and Uche last year was going to be the next great pass rusher, opposite Matthew Juden. Well, Juden's out, and Uche has been hurt, but you know hasn't um, hasn't done all that much. 
Um, but they've obviously guessed wrong about receivers. And, and um, there was a moment where Mac had Parker was running a slant across the middle and he had him for a brief instant and he hesitated, mm. um, which leads me to think Mac is one of these guys who has to see the receiver open before he actually throws. He needed to throw that ball quickly and Parker would have had it. Instead, he went to a heavily covered check down to Ramondre Stevenson, which didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think New England has got to look at this as a rebuilding year and, and a restart, you know, a restart next year. I'm not sure they want to go that they ought to want to go ahead with Mac Jones as the quarterback. I mean, mm. you know, he could still prove it, prove us wrong. But when you look back at his good season, his rookie season, they did, they, they made that good by keeping him under control, sort of heavily script, mm. heavily structured kind of offense. The, um, the, that leads the, us the, nicely to, to the 49ers, actually, yeah. in that, and Brock Purdy, right? So Yeah. I mean, Purdy had a pretty good game apart from, mm. you know, one bad throw, one, one bad decision kind of throw, um, and then a, a second interception. Yeah. Um, but he was forced. He was pressured. He had to run the – Lou Anarumo did a really good job you know, creating the the defense, and then you yeah. see how you see how he adjusts. To Cincinnati gets the lead, they bring more pre- they start bringing more pressure. But he stopped a lot of the horizontal stuff without deep. Now everybody complains about injury. I mean, one of my friends online uh, was complaining about the Dolphins when they lose. You know, oh, they have their All Pro tackle. You know, well, okay, he was second team All Pro five years ago, and when they got him, they knew he was going to be injured all the time. Um, you know, they have one of the best centers in the league. Well, okay, he's probably one of the 10 or so best centers in the league, but so is David Andrews and Mitch Morris in the same division. Mm-hmm. So he's not, arguably not even the best center in the division. You know, everybody has injuries. Everybody can point to injuries if they need to. The Niners didn't have Trent Williams, which I think hurts them considerably um, in, in a lot of ways. They don't have Debo, which hurts them even more because their offense is kind of Debo-centric. And I uh, much you know, much as he makes plays, they can't keep going to Ayuk and Kittle, Ayuk and Kittle, Ayuk and Kittle. You know, they need they need something else. So, I'm more worried about their defense, which really had some problems with Cincinnati um, and ground Burrow, game in particular because they since he haven't been getting the ground game going yeah. much. But they yeah, could. Joe Mixon had a great you know, especially for, um, first half. But Burrow's looking like Burrow again. Mm. You know, and he does make plays and, and he's got Chase to, you know, um, to, to help him make plays. That was the that was my refereeing. If they had overturned that Chase fumble and said it was an incomplete pass, I probably would have shot Scott Hansen through the television. Not that it's not that it's his it's fault. It's not that exactly. I have yeah. Yeah. not that I have a television. No, I'm watching it on my computer. Oh, I see. No, okay. I don't have a TV. Um, and um I, I think I think Cincinnati is is moved up in in that field. I think you know I, I would put them almost at the same kind of position as Buffalo. Yeah. Um, in and Buffalo has well, they're trending more, in the opposite directions as well. More questions to answer. Yeah. Um, their offensive line has looked kind of vulnerable a couple of times. It's not a great offensive line, but it's been a steady one for the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. I like Morris a lot. I think he's their best. But, you know, but Josh Allen covers some of that stuff up. So if Josh Allen is off as he has been, if Josh Allen's trying to go deep, if Josh Allen's forcing passes or or if he's missing passes on overthrows, then they're in a lot of trouble because he covers up a lot of problems for them. And, and their defense is much better 
like a lot of teams, playing with a lead because, as we saw in, in London, you know, once you lose to Quan Jones and Milano, you don't have much up the middle mm. in terms of stopping because their ends are designed for rush. You know, they're smaller. They're not edge setter kind of guys for the most part. They're they're pass they're undersized pass rushers. Epinesa is probably the the biggest of the bunch, and and therefore, you know, you you play better with a lead than than you do when when you're engaged and just trying to to slug it out. So, you know, I think Ray White I think as well. That, I mean, they've lost three key pieces from the defense. I mean, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're three best defensive yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Know? Well, no, Oliver's Oliver's one of their best defensive players. So three but of their still, four best defensive yeah. players. Yeah, 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 three heavyweights. So you know? where are we landing? I mean, then? The, so you, know, you can argue that's with every, you know the Patriots have lost the Patriots have have lost uh, Gonzalez and Judon. Yeah, yeah, who are the two, they're yeah. two. They're two best defensive players. You know, yeah. lots of teams are in those situations. And so where do we land? They call so it the NFL. That is why they the National Football League. <laughs> you've got. So you got. Have you got the Eagles clear? Then give us. Give us your top five. The, um, okay, top five. The Eagles have to be have to be clear. I think in the sense that they are balanced, and they can beat. They can beat you. They can beat almost any kind of team, any kind of game. You can, they can win almost any kind of game. Hurts, I, I tweeted this yesterday at one point. Hurts looks hurts to me. He does not look like he's 100%. You know, he's walking slow. Yeah, he went um, totally. Yeah. It, it, it looks like around. Yeah, it looks, he looks the way you would have like rib injury hurt. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but that's not, apparently, that's not the problem. So I, I don't think you can, you can knock them out of the top slot. Um, the rest of the time, I mean, Kansas City is six and two, bad loss in Denver, write it off, move yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but this is what we said about Buffalo, I think, uh, two weeks, two weeks ago, and they went out and, <laughs> and lost again. Um, so that that's two. I think Miami's got to be up in the, the conversation now, probably ahead of Buffalo within the division, you yep. know. I think when they meet in Miami, it's a different game than when when they played in Buffalo, even though they weren't playing in the snow. Um, and then um, the other two top five teams would, oh, it's it's maybe Dallas. Um, not not really in many teams, many people's considerations. Why is um, that? Do you think? Why are Dallas? It, because because they all they always look questionable. They yeah. always look like it's it's like a big shiny team that can win big games when they can run up the score, say. Mm-hmm. But you know, but have trouble with tougher teams. Mm-hmm. Let's see: Dallas, Seattle, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Buffalo. That's five teams for like the last two places. So the 49ers have dropped right out of in the And the 49ers, excuse okay. me. Yeah, I almost I almost had them because mentally you just automatically put them in the top group, you know. Yeah, but, sure. but obviously they've got some problems to sort out right now. So, th- But that group is kind of amorphous and, and changing mm-hmm. changing week to week. And um, you know, Detroit is on the edge of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we, tonight, so. Yeah, I, they should win tonight. Yeah, I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of them. Although, worryingly, they are my Drew Lock of the week to cover. So that's not let Dad Campbell know that. I went back to being the Undertaker. And, oh, and, no, um, what happened? I, I had Houston, Carolina. That was that was easy. Um, I, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was never really worried about that one. I had Carolina um, for the straight-up win. I was quite chuffed with that I one. had Houston for the straight-up win. Oh, there you go, Carlson. Um, okay, yeah, I, I'm a little bit overconfident, I think, in, in uh, D'Amico Ryans. But I, wasn't that great when they were trying to kick the, the field goal and, and they sent the guy twice, like, 
deliberately offside. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And got and got the unabated thing so that they could. It, it didn't. Even, it didn't even count as a play. It was, yeah. it was. It was like it was cynicism worthy of of English football it was, or yeah, Spanish was football. Shit housery, I think, is the technical technical term for that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the Passio mailbag before we get out of dodge. That's, Please uh, do five uh, five bucks in the uh, shelter charity pot. Um. This is a fun one. Paul Murphy. Hey, Paul. With it being Halloween, which touchdown catch this weekend was otherworldly and scarily good? And which quarterback saw ghosts like Sam Darnold did a few years ago? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Say- It was funny. Some people were so convinced Sam Darnold was going to start for the Niners. That yeah. they, the TV put him up as the starting quarterback, even as Brock Purdy was walking out on the field. <laughs> I missed that. Uh, classic. It, was, it, was, it was classic. Um, quarterback who, who quarterback who looked um he was seeing ghosts like he was seeing ghosts possibly kenny pickett um, yeah, yeah, yeah. sam howell might be seeing ghosts but ghosts don't scare him i'm i'm very, really impressed with how um you know durable he is how how much he's, he's willing to take yeah, take sure. a beating and and still and still you know take a licking and still keep ticking well and, we did talk about ridder because there's a bit of Rumble oh, Ritter. Ritter that, yeah, Ritter's a good choice for that award. Concussion yeah. protocol, but it was the it was. I think do they call it that? Uh, doing a Deshaun when they're, they're, saying, <laughs> yeah. they're saying he's injured, but maybe he's not actually injured. And yeah, injured. doing a doing a BJ. I have a really bad headache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but t- Heineke came. Although in. Zach Zach Wilson's always a contender in that. Oh yeah, yeah. In that well, competition the, too. Uh, but you heard the Jets commentary team, Mike. Zach, yeah. Zach, Zach, he's Wilson. showing what he can do. He, he is serious. Upside with Zach Wilson. <laughs> that has to be upside. That could be a TV. That could be a TV show. Upside with Zach Wilson. It's <laughs> a show I'd watch. Um, and what was the other one? The great. The uh, the great, great so catch. yeah, it was scarily good or otherworldly. The great Shahid, you know, Shahid Ooh, made yeah, a great catch from the and Kamara had a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. One yeah, was yeah. a run, but the other one was a catch on a screen where he just bowled. I mean, yes. he, he, he yeah, just yeah. carried carried guys in, into the end zone yeah, twice. Yeah. I, I thought that was I mean, that, that was pretty spe- pretty special. And, and um, they're five hundred now. The um, I know, and and I had picked Indianapolis insane. on that one, um, which was which bothers me bothers me now. But I wasn't expecting that offensive burst from from them. And you know, Taysom Hill made some. He had an interception, but he made some re- really good plays. Yeah. Um, Kamara's back as he's saying. Business. There was one great catch in the in the end zone too from uh, Calvin Ridley. In the um, Jacksonville Pittsburgh game, which was really first class. Yeah, that's a great shout. Um, and I, you know, just looking at the the trade, we've talked about most of the big names. Yeah, the Ernest Johnson's not playing in Jacksonville. He's a good backup running back. He was good in Cleveland when when he got to play. There's something wrong. I don't think he can block. I think that's probably what the problem is. But um, you know, people are talking about Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Bennett's available. He's asked to be traded from the Eagles. You know, not a great pass rusher, but a useful one-trick yeah, pony yeah, yeah. if if you if you need that. Um, the 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 um, man the commies are supposed to get rid of either Chase Zone or Chase Young or Montez Sweat because both mm-hmm. of them are at the end of their contracts. Um, so you could they'd be short-term rentals. Um, Renfro, you mentioned uh, Kenneth Murray is at the end of his contract. You know, he might be one to pick up and you might be able to sign him. But, you know, I look at the um, the guys who've already moved. So Randy Gregory. Yeah. To the Niners. Randy Gregory is a one trick pony to, in my mind. You know, I'm, I'm probably being unfair, but, you know, he 
he's not a great, I don't think he's a great fit there. Um, now watch him come up with like three big sacks in the three big games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, JC Jackson back to New England, you know, maybe only fits with Bill Belichick, you know, system and, and Philadelphia picking up Bayard, which is, you know, how we, I wrote about him, Wowie Howie. I mean, you know, everyone's asleep and how he was working yeah. the phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if I were the Tennessee Titans, I'd say, hang on, Howie Roseman, isn't he the guy who got us to trade, got, got us to trade our wide receiver uh, to them for a first yeah. round? I don't think I want to talk to Howie Roseman. What's this going year. on there? Kevin, but we yeah. talked about uh, that with Shane Vereen. That's in the vault from last week. Brilliant show. Yeah. Shane Vereen is brilliant and, on a number of and, and And actually, yeah, A.J. Brown. Yeah, I like oh, what Shane. I, I thought I liked what Shane was saying about uh, Bill Belichick. You know, mm. it's, it's like the bill of the players though is kind of different from the bill that the press kind of assume the players hate. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, or most of them. But yeah, AJ Brown. Uh, when you're talking about catches, you know, just yeah. run his highlight reel. He, I, I said last week, he was he and Miles Garrett were the two big boy players. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown looks like he's in another universe from the people he's playing against. You know, <laughs> it's like he, he's he's such a great receiver. And he's such a great pick up for that team because mm. he he smooths over a lot of the problems and, yeah. and if 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 um smith is playing then the eagles offense works better if smith if smith is healthy and sure. and playing drawing so, attention yeah i love yeah. that uh cd lamb honorable mention as well cd lamb had a great game yeah he made some great catches um and you know um <laughs> Jerry Jones has got to be sitting there. Jerry, Jerry Jones has got to be sitting there in his booth watching the Denver highlights, and there he sees Jerry Judy, and his oh, eyes yeah. are going, and he's sweating, and the bourbons flow, the whiskey's flowing, and you know, he's I gotta have that guy. There's you know? a lot of Chino <laughs> and Blue Blazer action in that, uh, in that in that box. <laughs> Far too much Chino and Blue Blazer action. Um, Carlson at Brilliant stuff as ever. At Carlson Sports is how you follow the big man on Twitter, as he mentioned earlier on. Stylings of profiles, the deep divings over on Patreon forward slash Mike Carlson, FMTE. What are you writing about this week? Uh, that's a good question. Um, last week, I recommend last week's though, because I did a, a, a long um, a long piece about that um, going back to the 70-20 game. The, the total offense record is still held by the Rams in 1951, and Norm Van Brocklin threw for 554 yards in the season's first game against the New York Yanks. Wow. Yeah. I went off on a deep dive on that one. <laughs> I love that. If you've ever heard of Bob Celery. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I have, but I will Bob after Sel- I read it. I, I covered Bob Celery's career <laughs> in great depth. Name. I he think you'll make your players up now. He was the quarterback for the Yanks in that game. Bob um, Celery. And and um, he was from Cal, and he went up to Canada and played up there, um, and then worked in the Bills front office for a while. But um, but yeah, because someone had pointed out to me that Van Brocklin, the rest of his season, there was nothing even remotely like 554 yards. You know, there was 50, 150. Now part of that was because he split time with Bob Waterfield which he hadn't done in the first game. They made him the starter in the first game. And then the second game, he had a terrible game. And Waterfield kind of took over. And the coach, Joe Stidahar, liked Waterfield better because Waterfield, like, wouldn't pass all the time. Mm. Like Red Rockland wanted to. So it's a deep, it's all about Bob Waterfield and Jane Russell, who was his wife. Mm. Gentlemen prefer blondes. Oh, um, right. Jane Russell, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Know. They were high school sweethearts in Van Nuys. And they got married 
just before he went in the service during the war. And then he came back and, you know, played one more year, I guess, in college and then um, played for the Browns as a rookie when they were sorry, the Rams as a rookie when they were still in Cleveland. They won the NFL title and then got out of town because the Cleveland Browns were going to embarrass them by outdrawing them, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great, I think, well, I shouldn't say it's a great read, but it's, it's a worthwhile, it's a worthwhile, it's a worthwhile read if anybody wants to say. always a great read. uh, Carlson, the Patreon column forward slash Mike Carlson, FMT, we'll put a link in the show notes as well, so you can uh, click on that, subscribe to that, get involved with that. Brilliant stuff, uh, Mike, happy Halloween, I'll see you next Monday. Happy Halloween, get those Snickers and Bounty Bars out there for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them, don't give them the, there was a great, there was a great, Bill Belichick meme where he was screaming at one of the referees and they were saying it's the reaction of a kid when you offer him an apple in his trick-or-treating basket. Amazing. I love it. Sports Social Podcast Network.